Hello, everyone. Welcome to The Bankist Show. I hope you're having a good week. I am in Vancouver right now. Just came off of a sold-out show here at Vancouver Yuck Yucks. Not to brag or anything, but, uh, you know, fuck it. I want to brag because comedy is a slog. And the comics who don't make it, they they hate bragging about anything, even if they win some shitty comedy competition or even if, you know, some other good thing happens to them. They just have to feel like shit about it all the time. And I'm sick of doing that. I want you guys to be proud of me because I am proud of myself. I'm giving myself a pat on the back as I sit here at the Exchange Hotel in Vancouver. Um... Tim Dillon, shout out Tim Dillon, he mentioned me in his story, which isn't really a big deal at all, Um, but it kind of is for me because I'm a fan of his, and he makes a lot of money doing comedy, and I make some money doing comedy, and I'd like to make a lot of money doing comedy. I'm also a fan of sunglasses. I'm also overweight. Um, I'm also maybe gay for him, if I have to be to get on his podcast whatever i have to do uh, my fiance will understand if i have to suck tim dylan's dick she's already told me that that is um that she'll give me a hall pass for that to suck tim dylan's dick to get on his podcast but folks before we get uh too deep into the show i want to remind you i am coming to your city or town live and in person In the next few days, July 4th, Calgary, Alberta, July 6th, Cranbrook, B.C., July 7th, Castlegar, B.C., and July 8th, Salmon Arm, B.C. Almost a little terrified of how potentially depressing that may or may not be. Um, But not the Calgary part, but uh, those other places a little bit. But that's where we're going. Bob Cajun back in Ontario on the 13th is almost sold out. Then we have the 11th of August is also on sale in Thunder Bay. Uh, You can come see me, Thunder Bay, Ontario. September 7th in Hamilton. Get tickets for that. We are going to be announcing tickets soon for London, Ontario, Chatham, Ontario, uh Windsor Ontario Peterborough Ontario and uh Halifax Moncton and St. John's Newfoundland and I am working on getting to the U.S. for all my U.S. followers who keep asking me you don't understand when you're Canadian you can't just go there you can't just move I think when Jim Carrey was uh doing comedy he those guys were able to just fucking drive down and do an audition and and they were like ah here's your green card it doesn't work like that anymore because of all the mexicans so i have to go through the process which i'm going through with a lawyer and um agents so get excited america i am coming i am planning to come and it's what i have to do to feed my child and keep my family um alive <clears throat> but like I said, a lot of people are... It's it, Comedy's a very dark industry. 
it's a very dark industry filled with negativity and jealousy and uh you really have to rise above it all and there's it's a lot there's a lot gaslighting the nuance of it all you know the fact that i have to be a stand-up comic i have to be these days my own agent my own manager tour manager booker um social media guy editor videographer uh pretty much everything i do on my own except for when i hire a few people to help me like i did at the royal theater in toronto that we filmed what i think is going to be my next comedy special we don't have a name yet we don't have anything yet we just have the footage and the audio and we're going to start editing it and you should be excited for it because it's going to be fucking cool um, but like I said, I'm editing this bitch. I didn't film it. We got four cameras. It's going to be sick. Um, but I'm editing it. So if you guys want to fucking support me, share this podcast with all of your friends, share it with everybody. Um, support me on Patreon. If you have money, if you don't have money, don't worry about it. Fucking like subscribe, share my shit. And hopefully you have some rich friends who can give me money on a monthly basis because that's um that's what we're looking for here folks patrons that's how patreon works because the government's not going to give me money you have to give me money anyway um patreon.com slash ben bankus you get a bonus podcast every week it's sick okay there's lots of bonus content on there you're gonna love it you're gonna feel like you're a supporter of me you can uh you can write it off on your taxes actually i don't know if that's true but maybe it is. You're supporting an artist. It's a write-off in Canada. It's a write-off. Oy, oy, oy. <clears throat> but yes, welcome to the show. Last night at my sold-out show at the Hastings Racetrack, some of the people at my show mentioned that they liked the show more than Tim Dillon's. So we were just at, I'm sorry, Tim. I'm sorry. I feel really bad. But my girl said that Ben was way better than you. That's her over there. I'm so sorry. That's true. I had a better time tonight than Tim Dillon. Oh, oh, shit. Oh, sorry, Tim. Shit. I still love you. Now, Tim Dillon saw that and ended up retweeting or reposting it on his Instagram story and calling the girl hideous. Uh, the guy, my fan's girlfriend who came to the show who said that I was funnier than Tim Dillon. Now, Tim, if you're watching, yeah, it was funnier, okay? You're, you're like, you're a superstar, okay? You probably come to Canada, to Vancouver, and you're like, fuck these people. I'm American. Who gives a fuck? They're fucking dumb Canadians. And you're fucking right. But I'm also a dumb Canadian, and I relate to them on a different level. So I think that's part of it, to be honest. Um, the other part of it is I'm... I'm Jewish, so I'm, pro I'm automatically funnier than Tim Dillon without having to really think that much just by going, I'm Jewish. People understand it. People understand that that is... Who are the top comedians right now, right? Fucking Tim Dillon, Epstein, Weinstein... I mean, they're not comedians, but they've, they gave a lot of money to the arts. Can we admit that? They gave a lot of money to the arts. So, 
I'm just saying if we had more Jews like Epstein and Weinstein in the 30s, maybe the Holocaust wouldn't have happened because Hitler would have liked Epstein and and, uh, Weinstein. So then maybe he would have thought twice. So that was pretty exciting, though, and my opening acts, I did not fly Armin or Bobby or Daniel Boardman to the show in Vancouver. Instead, I opted for two of my friends here, Byron Bertram and uh, Quinn Beasley, and they both did pretty good, okay, pretty good. I went on stage and called them retards as soon as I got on there. They weren't expecting that. They were a little shocked, but they were a little retarded. And I, I still love them. And you can still, that's that's how it is, folks. You can still love somebody who is, you know, kind of retarded. You still love them. So, my experience was great. 135 people. Uh, we were turning people away at the door. Sold a bunch of shirts. Everybody had a good time. Vancouver. But Vancouverites aren't, they're not as loose it's a West Coast vibe. Everybody here is kind of, they're okay driving a 15-year-old car and, you know, not really having any goals or aspirations and just kind of coasting through life. That's the West Coast thing, and I get it. It's the same, in, I think, in the States. I don't know, but, I mean, people like to have expensive cars, I guess. There's Ferraris and shit around, but the average folks here are just, content looking at the fucking mountains and i get it because they're beautiful but ontario doesn't have mountains so you look at the skyscraper more and then that makes you work harder and you become more successful and more powerful on the east coast maybe i don't know but that's canada could be different in other places but that's canada baby east coast is where the money's made i hate to say it but people in calgary i know whoa fucking calgary we got fucking oil money there bud Have you ever met a Toronto real estate developer? I think they make more money than the guy, you know, in Fort McMurray working 16-hour days with permanently black hands who, who, you know, he brings in 600K a year, does spends it all on blowing hookers. I'm just saying, are you building wealth or are you one of these white people in Fort McMurray, Fort St. John, all these Fort something towns, these frontier towns, these blue collar towns, and you have really well white people with huge incomes living in a $300,000 house with making 600K, blowing it all on, you know, fucking chicks and hookers and blow and just saying everybody in the West Coast is a little slow and in a in a kind of a cool way, I get it. That that's why there's so many fucking homeless heroin addicts because your whole lifestyle kind of is leading to that. When you live in the West Coast, it's just like eventually, you oh everything. I'm so chill. Everybody here, I'm so chill, man. I'm so chill, and then you're so chill that you end up, you know, slumped over on the side of East Hastings with a fucking heroin needle hang, hanging out of your arm, going I'm so chill, man. I'm so chill. That's that's what happened. The guy in Vancouver who started a quote unquote legal cocaine dispensary slash methamphetamine dispensary, he ended up uh, dead. It's actually really hard to find articles now. Like I noticed that with maybe that's the Google thing, but it's like 
you have to like search for the exact wording of the article to get it. If you just type in Vancouver, even though you know it's a big article on Twitter and everybody's sharing it on Google, that's the beginning. That's the beginning of this whole fucked up era that we're about to experience. It's going to be 10 times worse than fucking COVID. I'm absolutely terrified. I'll be honest with you guys. I'm scared. I'm killing it at comedy. People are like, what's wrong? Why aren't you happier? What are I'm worried. I have a child. The world seems like it's we're moving towards World War Three. Okay. China's got more a bigger navy than the US. The US's navy is older, being serviced, maintenance, a lot of maintenance going on with their ships. That terrifies me. The whole fucking Russia thing terrifies me. There is today uh something that we'll get into that there's potential for a nuclear explosion somewhere. It's terrifying. Anyway, and and now you have this Google shit where Google's going to, in Canada, not let you, in six months, people don't even know what's happening. People don't even know what's happening. The law was passed. I believe it's Bill C-18 and or something like that. And in six months... There will be no more news on Google. That's my understanding of this law that apparently Canadians are okay with. And, you know, all the people who are okay with forced, you know what, and forced mask and all that bullshit are definitely now showing their true colors. Even though they already did, but they're showing them even more. They're basically saying, I'm okay with not even having news anymore. Let's just get rid of the news. Disturbing. Anyway, here's some news about this Vancouver guy that started this cocaine dispensary. Vancouver man who opened store selling hard drugs dies of a reported overdose. Jerry Martin opened the drug store out of a mobile trailer in the heart of downtown Eastside in May. The Vancouver man who opened a drug store in the downtown Eastside selling illicit drugs has died. Um, he died Friday after fentanyl overdose. I love how he's like, I just want to get people clean drugs, and then he OD'd on fentanyl. <laughs> His mother, Melody Rennie, drove down from Red Deer, Alberta. This is so sad. I knew he wasn't going to make it, she told Post Media. He was down for about 30 minutes with no oxygen to his brain. After his brain failed to register any sign of activity, Rennie made the decision to take him off life support. 77-year-old mother, you know, like, that's that's what's scary about you know, not to my friend just died, right? My friend Liam, who was fucking hilarious, and to be honest, I'm sad on this tour a bit because I planned this tour. I thought I would see him on along it. Hopefully, I didn't know if I was gonna make it to Edmonton where he was, but we we're gonna make it to Calgary. Maybe you drive down, kind of thing, hang out, and uh, yeah, he died last week. We found out. And they don't even know what it was, but he died in his sleep. He, you know, he actually did get multiple, you know, what's because he wanted to work and he was afraid that he was he was terrified of the new world order. He would always talk about the new world order. He read Klaus Schwab's book and came to the conclusion that he should just get vaxxed because he was so scared of what he thought was about to happen. Just the like just total totalitarianism. So. It just drove him nuts, man. And and a lot of people did not recover from the pandemic and, and just what's been happening 
over the last three years to people's minds. You know, they're going, why do people have these neurological disorders? Now there's this new, um, you know, neurological disorder happening. I hate when fucking, there we go. Uh, mysterious brain disorder strikes hundreds and cases are increasing. This was the New York Post today, July 3rd. Across the Canadian province of New Brunswick, the number of people afflicted by a mysterious, potentially deadly brain ailment keeps growing. Neurological symptoms like hallucinations, muscle wasting, vision problems, memory loss, and abnormal movements were seen in 2015 in a small cluster of patients, eventually growing to 48 cases. But some health experts and local residents say the number of people with the condition is much higher, maybe over 200. I mean, this is... This is fucked up. And and this is the type of shit that the conspiracy guys were saying at the beginning of the starting to you know what everybody via the the word that we're not allowed to say, probably still not allowed to say. Va We're not allowed to say it. And people act like that's normal. People just walk around going, it's totally normal that there's just words I can't say now. Oh, well, I get retard and faggot because, you know, those are offensive to retards and faggots. No, they're not. Faggots say faggot all the time. So, uh, just like black people say the N-word all the time. It's offensive in context What by who's saying it. But now these, like, I grew up with Lil Wayne saying the N-word faggot, retard, all the words. So, what am I, I, this is what I grew up with. We're the first generation that is supposed to completely abandon everything we grew up with in our 30s. We just grew up. We just got 30 years old. We just survived life and, and watched a bunch, all the movies when we were kids and everything that was available to us. And now we're supposed to just unlearn everything that we learned the only reason that canada is afloat the only reason that the first world nations are afloat is because people are killing it still and a lot of the people are most of the people are killing it watched funny shit in the 90s and 2000s and watched south park and think it's fucking hilarious so this is a bunch of bullshit right now um so like with trudeau and shit it's like fuck him sorry like not like are you allowed to say that? Like, just politically, like, his policies are ter- like are terrible for... When he talks about average Canadians, they're bad for average Canadians. When you think of an average Canadian, you think of a guy who fucking... He's got a truck and he's fucking, oh, yeah, buddy. That I'm sorry, but that's what a fucking average Canadian is. An average Canadian is not an immigrant that arrived here 15 minutes ago. That That's an average Canadian, right? That's Uber driver. That that still has his phone set in fucking Chinese mode is I'm sorry you can't oh but that's racist how can you say that Chinese guy who just got here 15 minutes ago is a is not a normal a regular average Canadian because that's that's gaslighting that's psychotic that's what this whole racism bullshit is it's gaslighting you into believing that every any opposition to basically the government is racist any opposition to the powerful people in the world 
is homophobic. That's what the issue is. It's that if you oppose the government, or you in Canada, you oppose Trudeau, then he's going to call you racist. He's going to categorize you as a homophobe, as anti-science. Basically, tr like Trudeau's basically coming out there and going, oh yeah, all the people who don't like me, they're fucking retarded. Fuck them. That's, I mean, he might as well say that. And honestly, if he said that, more people would vote for him. And that's what Pierre Paul Iver is kind of saying now. And he's being like, no, you're fucking stupid. And it's working because that's all you have to do is call the other guy a fucking idiot. I'm just saying this gaslighting of anything, any, oh, well, I don't know, is immigration, look what's happening in France. You think that the mass immigration is a good idea considering what's happening in France? Oh, that's racist. You can't mention that. You can't talk about what's, that has nothing to do with can't. Yes, it does. Part of our country is French. There's a lot of fucking people in this country who are not happy. And I don't know, are, like the, all, if all the people on Six Buzz, all the youths, all the angry 20 to 30 year old brown kids from Brampton, no offense, but if they fucking mobilize with all the Uber drivers and all the, we're fucked. We're fucked. There will be riots. There will be chaos. And if we have a war with China, that's what's going to happen anyway. So, sorry for that little rant. RIP to our man who passed away selling cocaine on the streets of Vancouver. The venture was short-lived as it remains illegal to sell or traffic those drugs. I love how this guy, poor guy, gets a news article, gets his first news in the news, and he dies, and... Jerry Martin, shown in this photo, taken in the Philippines, 2014, had a beautiful heart. Yeah, it was a beautiful heart, but it still failed when he did too much fentanyl. So, R.I.P. Jerry Martin. There's better ways to go. Submarine, Ferrari crash, overdose on your own fentanyl that you're selling to people. And telling them it's safe. At least he's dead and not somebody else. <sighs> no offense. No offense. You have to Nobody even says no offense anymore because they just assume that everything is offensive. This is what I'm talking about with the Ukraine shit, though. Which is scary. Ukraine warns of nuclear disaster as Russia orders staff to leave power plant. These are the articles we read every day now, and, and we're expected not to have a neurological disorder. International Atomic Energy Agency found no visible mines at Zaporizhia nuclear power station, but still needs better access. Ukrainian officials and intelligence officers warned Russia could be preparing to blow up a nuclear power station, leading to a radioactive environmental disaster. Wow, that sounds bad. According to Ukrainian intelligence, Russian workers have been told to leave the power station by July 5th. There is a serious threat. Russia is technically ready to provoke a local explosion at the plant, which could lead to the release of dangerous substances into the air, Ukrainian President Zelensky said to Spanish journalists in Kiev over the weekend. We're discussing all this with our partners so that everyone understands why Russia is doing this and put pressure on Russian Federation politically so they don't even think about such a thing. 
Last week, as the State of Emergency Service of Ukraine conducted radioactive safety drills. What the fuck is going on in the Ukraine? And we're just sitting here like, like, la-di-da, everything's going to be fine. You know, I'm saving for my kids' college. And I'm just, you know, I'm trying. And then over there, it's literally just, we're prepping for nuclear weapons to be like, it's fucked. The personnel uh, remaining at the station were instructed to blame Ukraine in case of any emergencies. Oh, great. Maria Zakharova, Russian Forest Ministry spokesman, said in a statement, the fact that Ukrainian officials conducted radioactive safety drills and set additional radiation measurement devices in several cities means Kiev is preparing a false flag operation. However, Zakharova provided no evidence for her claim. The plant is currently Russian-controlled. Earlier this month, Ukrainian spy... Chief Kirillo Budinov said Russia was ready to orchestrate a technological disaster at the Zipa nuclear plant. The post, the part most likely to be blown up would be the artificial pond needed to for cooling. The International Atomic Energy Agency has not confirmed Ukraine's information. I mean, the, part of me almost thinks like the sooner the better. Like, let's get this started so that like, this is fucking terrifying. I saw another thing today that I couldn't find, but it was one of those, like, weird screenshots of, like, a Reddit article or, like, a 4chan article. And it was a guy being like, I work at, for, you know, the United States government. And he was saying that they are planning to blow that plant up and say that it was Russia and then be able to use tactical nukes on fucking Moscow and all this crazy shit. And, like, who the fuck knows? Like the u.s could do some shit like that like they could they, like they are a war machine and right now they are at war on two fronts already just it's not a hot war but it's it's war i mean there are troops on the edges of uh the borders on either side of the empire the empire stretches from basically like hawaii guam japan philippines all those vietnam all the way to fucking Ukraine and and to you know what used to be Afghanistan though they abandoned that but you have to think about it like Roman Empire like when you used to see the Roman like when I took Roman history at Queen's University I'm actually educated you fucking losers and you'd see the shifting like you you the timeline you could change how many what year it was in Roman history and the shifting of the empire how it changed the map because they were constantly going to war. They were constantly losing battles and then winning other battles. And in Roman times, they didn't have, you know, internet. In I think in World War One, they I think they had like the dee 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 whatever the fuck that thing was Morse code. Uh, and in and I think in World War Two, they had like walkie talkies a little bit or like radio. They had radio. Uh, and 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 sonar and shit, but like in Roman times, they didn't know what the fuck was going on. They didn't know what the fuck. Like if you were the king, you you didn't have immediate. You, you but you have these lands that you're ruling over, way way over there, and they would have these other guys, um, you know, governors. I think they were governors. Um. Anyway, my, I'm getting off topic. My point is that. The U.S. is just an empire just like Rome that's more 
quickly connected and they've invented even the idea of that by having America invented pretty much the internet and has created this sat that this whole thing of the interconnectivity of the world or at least played a big part in it and other countries are trying to be what America was that's what China wants to do they want to be what America was and they want America to fall and they want to be the new superpower but I don't know I think if we go to war I think America will still win they will take casualties but America will they'll win that's my prediction I hope I mean, I hope, because fuck, otherwise we all die. Um, Vietnam bans Barbie movie over South China Sea map. Upcoming film includes nine dash line illustrating China's claims, which Vietnam does not recognize. Can you believe this? Ryan Gosling's in this movie. Ryan Gosling, Margot Robbie appear in a promotional image from Barbie playing characters Ken and Barbie. The film will not be released in Vietnam due to its inclusion of China's nine dash line in an on-screen map why is there even a map of china in an, a fucking barbie movie with with ryan gosling in it vietnam has banned warner bros highly anticipated blah 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 barbie is the latest movie to be banned in vietnam for depicting china's controversial nine dash line which was repudiated in an international arbitration ruling by a court in the hague of in 2016 china refuses to recognize the ruling barbie starring margot robbie and ryan gosling was originally slated to open in vietnam on july 21 the same date as in the united states wow we do not grant a license for the american movie barbie to release in vietnam because it contains the offending image of the nine dash line see this is what this is every country is just becoming authoritarian in some fucked up way you know, we can't, you, oh, ban this, ban that, don't let you, can't watch this, can't watch that, you know, oh, but gay books are okay, but, and then, you know, oh, and then when they say, oh, they're banning, they're banning these books in schools, you can still buy the fucking book at a store, you dumb bitch. They're not banning it from the goddamn store. They're banning the book from the children grade four classroom. You, you're, you're an idiot. They're not, you can still go buy the book. It's not like ban books are banned. If you're in the States, if you're in Florida, ban books. Go to Barnes & Noble. They have tons of gay shit. The Chinese government on Monday announced new limits on the exportation of two rare metals necessary for the production of semiconductors and electric vehicles. So electric vehicles are about to get more expensive. Phones, cars, everything. Again. Beginning August 1st, the Chinese Ministry of Commerce said exports of the metals germanium and gallium will be allowed only if exporters secure licenses with the ministry, a move it called essential to protect national security and interests. Although the ministry did not go into detail about the reasons for the new restrictions, an editorial in the state-owned China Daily following the announcement blasted the Netherlands for its export controls on semiconductor components. The editorial also noted that the U.S. In, uh, is home to the largest germanium mines in the world, but seldom exploits them. Russian, Belgium... Canada also produced germanium, while Russia, Ukraine, Japan, South Korea also produce gallium. China leads the world in total production of both metals. The country produces 650,000 kilograms of gallium per year, 94% of global production. The nation has been dramatically increased, uh, increasing production since 2019 when environmental measures curtailed the use of similar metals. 
Jesus. The U.S. has no current domestic source of the metal, according to the U.S. President Biden has pledged to ramp up the American transition to renewable energy, but the U.S. lacks domestic sources for many of the minerals necessary for the transition. In May, Beijing barred products made by American chip manufacturer Micron Technology from using key infrastructure projects, claiming the U.S. company's products presented a cybersecurity risk. So this is bad because... Now we kind of that kind of gives you insight into this whole green energy thing and the globalism and how China's involved with the globalism and how China's working with the US secretly while also being at war with the US while also trying to make the US more Chinese while also the US is becoming more Chinese uh, more authoritarian totalitarian because they are trying to fight a massive totalitarian country like China so part of the incentive for China to push the woke ideologies, push the green ideologies towards the West is they have all the fucking metals and resources and renewables shit that the fucking little Chinese kids mine, bing, 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 in the mine, mining out the, the oh, big rock. And so send the, and then another Chinese kid hammers it for a while, and then it's a little computer chip, and they all put the iPhone, Huawei, right? So that is happening, and they know that we're that we're benefiting from. We're not really benefiting. That's the thing: is the climate's still going to be fucked. Who the fuck knows? China. I think China personally. This is my personal opinion. I don't care if it has no this. I think they're they're attacking our forests. I think they're firing laser beams at our forests. I think the government knows this. I think the U.S. government knows this. I don't think that they want to tell us, right? They don't want to tell us that that's happening. So, because then we'd all freak out and go, so we're under attack by China, right? And we would be, and we are. But it's perfect make do the fires that makes us more authoritarian more totalitarian they don't give a shit about the environment in china they don't give a fuck about the environment they might pretend to give a fuck about the environment they don't give a fuck about the environment okay not a living fuck you want to talk about oh russia blew up a dam or was it the u.s or was it ukraine and it's a it's a you know, uh, whatever, ecocide and all the little fish and birds. and They're fucking doing that times a million every fucking day in China. There's little kids swimming in computer chip waste. Either way, China is benefiting off of our transition to renewable resources because they mine all the metals necessary and they're selling those metals to us and we're bro borrowing money from them to buy it and not just borrowing money we are borrowing money from them and then we are printing our own fucking money and then we're using our money to buy government bonds and then sell them the next day there's like a buy sell thing that's happening right now like the only thing that's keeping the economy afloat is just utter chaos we're just going to inflate until infinity and all the countries collapse or we're going to go to war way before that and then everything will collapse and on, the only people who are going to survive are the people in the fucking countryside and then you're going to have roaming packs of fucking Indians in this country, in the countryside, going around trying to kill white people. 
with fucking that's what i think this country is headed for it am i i'm sorry i don't want to think that i want to be like no it's gonna be fine it doesn't look like it's gonna be fine if you paying attention to anything and if you if it is fine, you're still more likely. Now there's all this weird weather. People want to say the government's doing it, or it's I, I, probably just the fucking weather. To be honest, because the weather's always shit, and people always die in tornadoes and shit. But like here, destructive Alberta tornado stronger than ninety five percent that touched down in Canada. Handful of homes completely flattened. So if you live, oh, I'm gonna live in the middle of nowhere. I'm gonna escape the cities. I'm gonna escape the apocalypse. I'm gonna have my own thing. And then a fucking tornado comes one day after the apocalypse and destroys your house and there's no infrastructure, there's no ambulance, there's no nothing. So I'm just saying we're really all fucked. Even the people who are like, I'm going to go build a garden and then have live in a, in a fucking igloo or a teepee or a fucking barn in the middle of nowhere. Not for long because you're either going to get killed by roaming packs of Indians or tornadoes or maybe both at the same time okay i'm sorry that i gave you guys such a bleak outlook for the next uh the next quarter here of of 2023 as we approach 2024 i just read today that china is planning to invade taiwan by 2027 they'd i read that china trying to overtake taiwan by 20 by force by 2027 I mean, this article's from a few months ago, but it was also out today. But I guess you can't find articles on Google anymore. Maybe Twitter is the only place. Well, here's here's just a tweet. My friend's son-in-law, who's an officer in the Air Force, is training at Pearl Harbor. He's being told they anticipate U.S. to be at war with China by 2027. Um, Taiwan produces 60% of semiconductors and a shocking 93% of the most advanced chips, but the CIA believes China wants to be ready to invade Taiwan by 2027. <sighs> this is... The Sixth French Republic will be born in blood and baptized by fire in 2027 when France also leaves NATO and refuses to follow the Anglo-Saxons to their destruction at the hands of Russia and China. So this is literally... That's just some crazy person tweeting that. But that crazy person, I believe, is like there's like some Arabic writing there. So there's like a huge basically Arab Spring is happening in Paris. OK, you have North Africans and Arab people running through the streets, uh, smashing windows. A lot of them are new immigrants, migrants frustrated you know what do they call they don't call it frustrated they call not disgruntled they disenfranchised they're just so disenfranchised whereas in you know in bombed out fucking libya they were like oh this is ugh, very good but oh in france in paris you are disenfranchised come on i mean so they didn't want to transition Speaking of transitions, they didn't transition into, I want to be a French person, I want to live in France. They were just like, fuck these fucking French frogs, which part of me understands, to be honest, but you moved there. I didn't move there. I can think that because I don't live there. I don't live in French Canada. I don't live in Paris. I don't live in whatever fucking other African colonies they have. So you guys moved there. You took, you risked your life You on a fucking ship to cross 
the Mediterranean and you came and now you're disenfranchised. So you're destroying the country and now you're going to it's going to send shockwaves through the West. And this has been planned. I mean, not planned in the same way that people say, oh, the pandemic was planned. This is planned in the sense that I think Muslims kind of planned it a bit, right? They're like, let's all go to Europe. Let's just keep going and have as many kids as we can and strain their social you know, systems, take advantage of their liberal policies. No offense. I'm just being honest here. And they've done that, and now they're rioting and looting, and it's potential for civil war. And you have this guy basically saying that, he hopes that France doesn't help the Anglophones and sides with Russia and China, which is, it's very possible one of the NATO countries will secede, if not more than one, and join Russia and China out of fear to be destroyed in a nuclear holocaust. So, <laughs> welcome to the Banker show, I guess, is all I can tell you, because... Be prepared. I don't know. Am I fucking... I'm terrified. This is fucking scary. Um, here's another article from South China Morning Post, which is, of course, allowed on Twitter and Google. It's, I don't even know if this is a... What kind of fucking article this is? Xi Jinping has yet to decide whether to order Taiwan unification by 2027, top military advisor... Chinese leader wants PLA to develop capability by then, and Pentagon must modernize to deter them. Must modernize? How do we? Mo how do they modernize in four years? We're fucked. Do you understand? We are fucked if the U.S. gets their entire navy nuked at sea, which I'm I'm assuming if it was full on war, if I was China, I'd be like nuke them, nuke boom, bing, bing, boom. That's what I would do. So that happens. They take out like half the fucking f shit. They take out all the uh, ships, the U.S. ships with fucking nukes in the water. And then the U.S. nukes them and then they nuke the U.S. I mean, there's no. Like. <laughs> there's no way that they're going to modernize to the point where they're going to deter these guys. Xi has publicly stated that he has challenged the People's Liberation Army to develop the military equipment capability to unify Taiwan with China in 2027. So he didn't say, I've decided to attack and invade. Okay, well, that makes me feel a little better. He has not decided to attack and invade. He's just wants the ability to do it, which is fine because we, we have. That's the other weird, funny thing about American military strategy is, you know, you can't really tell other militaries not to build up their militaries because that's what the u.s is doing and i liked i was i was listening to one it was like the general or something talking and he was like well china doesn't want to play by the rules and i like how he's like no these are the rules the american rules are the rules and they're being challenged and it's a weird time to exist it's a weird time to work it's a weird time to raise kids but guys you're going to be strong, okay? I flew 4,000 kilometers to Fort St. John, B.C. to entertain a bunch of drunk Neanderthals. Um, great people, by the way, most of them, except one table. They were the Neanderthals. Everybody else was awesome. My point is, I flew all the way there. That's hard. 
that's hard to fly that far and and then get there and then you do the show you got to be funny and then you you have some cheese and crackers or whatever they give you and then you go back and you go to sleep and, and then you, you you have to wake up and you go to on another flight i have a flight tomorrow at 6 a.m to go to calgary so if you think your job's hard Sorry, my job's fun. People get mad. It's like, oh, well, you just get to make money having fun and being fucking hilarious and reading the news and shit. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry I didn't choose to be a fucking accountant, assistant, data entry fucking slave. Folks, I love you all. Thank you for listening to The Bankus Show. Support me on Patreon, patreon.com slash benbankus. Go get tickets to a show. Buy a t-shirt on my merch store on my website, benbankus.com. We have Bankus Show merch. We have uh, Teresa Tam merch. I love you guys. Stay strong. I think truly at the bottom of my heart, I believe things are going to get better. But the news is pretty fucked up. But keep reading it because... It's more entertaining than any Netflix, any fucking... I don't watch Netflix anymore. I don't watch any TV or anything because i rather just... The news is exciting enough. Me using my imagination to imagine what's going to happen, considering whatever I just read or heard on the news, that's entertainment. That's entertainment. So stay informed. Stay educated. Keep watching the Bankus show. Send it to your friends. Take a video of you watching the show. On your, if you're watching on a screen, your computer, or you're listening in your car, take a video. Share it on Instagram stories. I will share it. Share it on Twitter. I will share it. I will share whatever you guys share of my stuff because I love my fucking fans. My fucking, my fucking, barely fucking. <laughs> I love you guys. Have a great night. I'm going to go order sushi now.